If you're an occupational therapist looking to develop your skills in hand therapy, this podcast is for you. Your host, Huang Tron, occupational therapist and certified hand therapist turned serial entrepreneur with her own therapy clinic in Miami. Huang is an author and successful coach helping occupational therapists get jobs, develop their skills, and become certified hand therapists so they can become experts in their area. Huang works with occupational therapists from across the United States and around the world. She talks about everything from hand therapy skills, career development, leadership skills, money mindset, and business. You too can become an expert certified hand therapist, business owner, and have more choices in your career. Subscribe now. How are you guys doing? I have been talking to a lot of people studying for the exam. So if you're somebody who's studying, this topic may help you. So this topic may help you. So come join, say hello. Don't be shy. My name is Huang. I'm an occupational therapist, certified hand therapist, and I'm in my clinic right now. So I'm also a business owner and I, all I do is I teach and I train and my mission is to really help OTs develop their skills, whether it be clinical skills so that you can get a job, advance yourself in your job, and also advance your skills so one day you can have your own business as well. It was definitely something that was on my radar when I was younger and I was studying for the exam. I said, one day I want to have, one day I want to have my own therapy clinic. And I think that having my CHT will just really help me. And it's such a great marketing tool because people do know you as someone who treats specific types of injuries. Now, it doesn't have to be, it can be a slew of things, but your CHCs are known for helping people with surgical cases. So all the hand, the wrist, the elbow, the shoulder can be known to help people with surgical cases. You can also be known to help people with non-surgical cases. So like they can be injured. They can have tons of nerve compressions that nobody can figure out. It's something that I actually really do a lot in my own clinic. People come to me, people come here to my clinic because they're not getting results in other places. They're going to their doctor and the doctors wear this brace, stop moving your arm. <laughs> it can't happen. You use your hands for everything. So yeah, it's such a huge thing to keep in mind when you are an occupational therapist, you have the capacity and you have the ability to work with so many different types of people with various different injuries. Just here at Hand Therapy Seekers really focus on helping you nail down your ability to treat hand and arm injuries. And I think that there's so many different settings in which you can do that. But as you're developing your skills, and if you are somebody who's ready to make that jump, make that leap, already know that it's something you want and it's just to become a certified hand therapist, then this talk is going to be for you. Because as we always come to the end of the year, everyone's already thinking about the following year. I know I'm doing it. I know you're doing it. So really, let's take a few moments to talk about ways in which you can combat the unfocused, disorganized way of studying to help you get over the overwhelm. The thing that I talked to the most uh recently the last several weeks as the exam prep program is open for enrollment right now so i'm talking to a lot of therapists who just they're overwhelmed with the idea of studying they're overwhelmed with the amount of topics that they have to study so what happens to a lot of people is they start and stop they start and stop and then before it's taking them six months 12 months a year five years and they still haven't yet 
gotten up the courage to take the exam. So I really want you to to make that commitment to yourself. It's not to me. <laughs> it's not to me. It's a commitment to yourself that if it's something you want, this goal or this dream will chase you. If it's if this is the goal, if this is a dream that's chasing you, then let's buckle down and let's find ways, let's find strategies in which we could really just make it easier for you. So I'm just going to talk about what are the five things that you can do to combat that unfocused way of studying because what makes it so painful and what makes it so hard is that that you're dragging it over months and years right you have this goal you want to hit it next year the studying starts now right if you've been studying then you can take a little bit of a break right if you've been studying you can take a little bit of break. If you took the exam and failed, take a little break. Recoup, take a little bit of break and still listen to this one. Still listen to this. I'm going to leave, I'm going to give you some, a golden nugget in here. If you failed, I'm going to leave you with a golden nugget in here. That's also going to help you, but you can start in January. But of course, don't wait until it's so painful. What do I mean by wait until it's so painful? Painful is that you want to get that job. You want to get that job and you still can't get that job, right? That's pain. What's another pain? You know that something's going to be happening soon. You might be moving. You want to move and everyone's looking for a CHT. And so if you had your credentials, it would be that much easier for you in terms of getting a job right? What do I mean by painful? If you're still having to sit there and explain that you have the hours and explain that you have the experience, but you study and you're like, I'll just see how it goes. That is painful, right? Because it's something you want, something that's your goal. So let's prepare in a way that's going to help you help you get more focused, help take the overwhelm away. When you're overwhelmed, it tends to be because you're looking too far into the future. You're looking at everything that you need to do. And so the overwhelm, the overwhelm just mounds and mounds and mounds, right? So let's cut back some of that fat and let's get focused. Let's get focused. So these are my five tips to help you get focused and to help you get more organized, i.e. combat unfocused and disorganized studying habits. Let's get this thing on the road because the last thing you want to do is continue to waste your time <laughs> right so one of the ways i always talk about let me see if i can you see my board let me see if i can shift i'm on facebook i'm on instagram i'm on youtube so let me shift this so let's talk about the five ways so what you want to do is you want to, number one, you want to chunk out, right? Chunk out your topics. Chunk out your topics. So when I talk about chunking out your topics, if you've heard about the exam prep program before, this is essentially the way I do it. Let me see. I basically chunk out some of the major topics and then in between you could filter in some of the smaller topics that you want to study but you have to be careful about where you're putting your focus and your time and energy right because not everything counts the same but one of the things that i do is i break up hands and then i go into wrists and then i go into tendons and people are like oh but tendons 
and hands go hand, hand in hand, right? They do, but in the topic of hands, there's, it's so big, you can actually break it down into smaller chunks. So when I talk about hand, I'm talking about the thumb, I'm talking about the fingers, I'm talking about the metacarpals, I'm understanding the biomechanics of it, I'm understanding how things move normally. So I know what happens when things move abnormally and there's different injuries, right? Who gets that? If this helps you, then definitely leave me a comment. Let me know whether you're watching this now or you're watching this on replay, but that's how you break it down. And inside the chunk of topics, you can even chunk it down even further into like hand injuries that are non-surgical versus surgical, because then that can help you just to recognize how you're studying better. When it comes to wrists, I do, I usually do fractures and then I do soft tissue. Like I do bones versus ligaments because there's a huge difference in terms of how you're studying for some of that. When it comes to tendons, there are extensor tendons and then there are flexor tendons. So you also want to break down how you're studying for that. So break down your topics and break down your topics even smaller if that helps you. I don't know what happened to Instagram, but she frozen. That's okay. We'll come back to it. So let's see. Can you guys see me? Can you hear me? Let me know in the chat if you can hear me, if you can see me still, throw a like button up. I don't know. Something's going on over there and I can't tell, but we're going to keep going. All right. Number two. So number two. So outside of chunking it down, some of the major topics, then what you want to do is you want to plan out your study sessions. Right? Plan it out. Plan out your study sessions, All right? Plan it out, plan it out. Always, you know how you read a book? I'm gonna show you my journal. So you know how you have your book and then you have a bookmarker to note where your page ends. So that can be something that you can do to help you stay more organized, to help you stay more focused so that you don't waste time. So what happens when you start studying? I don't know about you, but I hear about this and I have done it myself, which is when I get ready to do something, if I'm studying to, if I'm studying to teach or something, if you're not organized and you're not focused, what happens is you'll spend the first 30 minutes bullshitting. I don't know. What am I going to study now? Let me grab my notes. <laughs> Who here has done that? Before you know it, you've wasted 30 minutes of your time, if you're lucky and didn't waste more. So plan out what you're going to study. And that goes hand in hand with the chunked out topics. If you're going to do hands, do several sessions of hands, say, okay, I'm going to focus on fractures, right? For example, I'm going to focus on fractures. I'm going to focus on fractures. What about these fractures? I'm going to read or I'm going to watch a certain amount of videos. So in the program, I'm like, watch these videos, go to the chapters, look through the chapters, right? So you can speed read through some of the chapters and then go to do a few practice questions, depending on where you are in your journey of studying. So when you do that, okay, I'm going to give myself two hours to study. I'm going to be able to go to these many videos, or I'm going to be able to watch these many, this many parts of the chapters, right? And then as soon as you're done with your studying, you want to bookmark it. 
you want to bookmark it. And so the next time you go to study, you're like, okay, I ended here. I'm going to start here. So that can help you stay a lot more organized and help you stay a lot more focused every time you go to study. So you don't keep like wasting time, plan out what you're going to cover, plan out like how many hours, even if you can't fully 100% stick to it. Who can do stuff at 100% anyway? If you do it at 80%, you're golden, right? Plan out which days. So I might do things in two-hour chunks. And if something happens, I might shift it down to the lower part of the day. I might shift it up to another part of the day. To another day, I might shift it over to a weekend. But really, you got to plan out your study sessions. Number three is all about how you're taking notes. And, oh gosh, I don't know why my pen is not liking me right now. Take notes, right? So when you're taking notes, before you end your session, you need to read them. <laughs> you need to read them, right? So that's almost studying and then not reviewing what you've written down. So when you're studying, make take notes and, and be judicious in terms of what notes you are taking. Don't write everything down because not everything is that important. So you need to like really think about putting down the key fundamental aspects of the lecture that you're listening to, or if you're reading, <clears throat> if you're reading, so I'm talking as if it's, as if you're in the program, but if you don't have videos, if you're reading, you want to read and be sure to scan the chapter first and then do your reading so that you're not sitting there and you're, who's done this where it feels like you're literally copying the whole chapter down and then you want to know why after a whole week you're still on chapter one right overwhelmed through the roof can't get nothing done you feel like i've got pages and pages of notes but i still don't know everything i still don't know anything i feel like i didn't really study it's probably because you started going to this thing where you're trying to memorize trying to write everything down to memorize is because your brain is just, that's just what it does. It, it just wants to do the easy stuff. So take your notes and then read them so that you can, you can remember what you just did. So before you move on to the next topic, do that. And that can help save some time. And again, that is also a strategy of bookmarking yourself so that you don't waste time the next time you start studying. These are essentially the first three ways in which you can combat how unfocused or unorganized you might feel while you're studying, right? We have two more to go. So the first one is chunking out the topics. The second one is plan out your study sessions. And the third one is take notes and then read them at the end. Now, four is to use a Pomodoro method, right? Let me make sure I can spell this right, Pomo. Let me see. Yep, Doro method. Now, this method is just, it's 25 minutes and then five minute break. Right? So all it is chunked out time. So remember how we chunked out our topics? We're just chunking out time. So if you are giving yourself two hours to study, it should be 25 minutes, five minute break. 25 and turn your timer on. So if I'm really focused on working on something in my business during that 
during the day and I feel really distracted. I feel like I, I just want to check my email all the time. <laughs> I want to putz around and if I'm working on one thing, but then I keep doing something else, like that's, I know that happens to you when you're studying. It happens to me when I'm just working and I have to sit down and concentrate. So this method works really well, especially on days when you feel really distracted and you would be amazed at how Focus you can get once you start doing this. Set a timer, 25 minutes, and then, and if you start looking up and playing with your phone, check your timer to see how long it's been that you got on focus, right? Because that's going to tell you something and say, maybe I do need some help studying for the exam, right? Because let's face it, you might ask, there's a lot of people who study in a lot of different ways and a lot of different methods, but that doesn't always work for everybody. I remember when I first was applying to graduate school and I just knew I needed help studying for the GRE. I got, I enrolled in one of those programs to make sure that when I studied, I only needed to do it once because I couldn't risk not getting into grad school. The biggest difference here is like you're already working. So you're the only person who can apply a certain amount of urgency to it, right? The urgency is that you want the CHC. The urgency is that if you don't get it, like opportunities will pass you by, right? They will. You won't even notice that they pass you by because you're not even looking for them because you've already dis discounted yourself, right? So put some urgency to it, become a certified hand therapist and really just comes down to studying. It really just comes down to studying. You'll be able to execute and you'll be able to get it. So try that method out. Let me know how that works for you. It has worked really well for me and hopefully it'll, it doesn't work all the time. 80% is still pretty good statistics, right? Pretty good math. So you might not, you might need a little help at the beginning, but as you go along, it might help you. I think it'll help you, but you gotta give it a try. Give it a try. So the last one is really to use your resources in the best way possible, right? Oh, to use the resources in the best way possible. What can I tell you? Using your resources is like, is like exercises. It's like exercises. Who knows how to do a shoulder exercise? There's a million and one ways to work on your rotator cuff, right? And internal, external rotation, blah, blah, blah. It's a million and one ways to do the same exercise. Now, if you exercise in the wrong order, right? If you exercise in the wrong order, you won't feel the results. If you exercise with the wrong resistance, you're not gonna feel the results, right? You're gonna feel some kind of pain. If you exercise with bad form, you're not gonna get the results that you hope for. Right. So it's essentially the same thing as with the resources. You have these resources, use them right in the right way, in the right order. It can really help you to connect the dots when you're studying. And when you get going with the resource, when you get going with the studying, as you go, the beginning is always the hardest. The beginning is always the hardest because first of all, it feels really hard. And then second of all, you don't get the results right away. It's like, I, it's like I want to go to the gym, but I went that two times, and why haven't I gotten stronger, gotten skinnier, fixed my arm? How many of your patients 
as a hand therapist, as an occupational therapist, how many of your patients have come to you and within one or two sessions think that, well, I I still have pain. It's okay, I move my arm, right? Because just getting started gets you started, but you need to keep going in order to get the end result, right? And using the resources is a really key way of ensuring that you're going to be able to connect the dots. There are some people who just don't read really well. And for those people, they usually come into the program with the intention, I want help to be able to get through the topics much faster. And they just like my teaching style. So I'm really honest. I'm just, I go in on the major topics that people have the most problems with. um, And that helps them. It's like breaking down all these major topics and then making cliff notes out of them so that it's just broken down easier. Some people are readers, so they like to read, but the problem with reading sometimes is you start to read and you get confused by the words and the way the writer is has written them, right? So if you use your resources in a way that it's helpful, it can help you connect the dots. Some people use the purple book. The purple book is great for practice questions. One of the key things that I see people do unintentionally is they do the practice questions. And what happens is they start to tend to want to memorize, not because they're intending to memorize, but because that's just what the brain ends up doing. And then the test is not like that. The test is going to, they're going, and it's not, they're not quizzes, right? Do you know this? Do you know that? It really isn't. It's about applied knowledge. So when you study in a way using your resources to read or to gather the information in a way that allows you to apply the information, right? So you have to know, for example, in the shoulder, I'm talking a lot about shoulders because it just finished the mentorship program on shoulders and we're talking about rotator cuffs and we're talking about labrums and we're talking about what is constructed what constructs the glenohumeral joints and then what are the muscles that move everything there's a group of muscles that move everything and they're either stabilizers or they're 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 ah they're stabilizers of the glenohumeral joint or there are other muscles that stabilize and support the scapula So you have to know those things in order to know, okay, if something happens and someone has pain, what is it? You have to know how to test where you have to rule in and rule out. Then you have to know about the different types of imaging that are possible to rule in and rule out. So as a certified hand therapist, even though you don't take MRIs, even though you don't read MRIs for the images, you still need to know the effects of how that's going to affect your treatment, your recommendations, right? You're going to need to know from a conservative standpoint, how to talk to your patient, how to educate them, what to do. Do they need surgery? Make certain recommendations. Even if you yourself don't do this normally, the exam requires that you do. The exam requires that you think like you do. And then in practice, you might find yourself in a place where you can actually be the decision maker. My patients come to me all the time and ask me, can you read this MRI? I have to translate it for them. And then I have to make a recommendation, share my perspective, tell them what I think based on evidence, right? Based on what I know about a normal shoulder, based on what I know about the nature of the injury, And then based off of that, what you as a human being want to do, 
because your age, your activities, your profession, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to make the best recommendations for what is possible for you. Is a conservative treatment possible for you? Is surgical treatment possible for you? And if it's surgery, what needs to happen? If it's conservative, what needs to happen? And then I have to actually do the work to give you the results. I have to actually do the treatments that will get you the results that you're looking for. So that is essentially the exam in a nutshell. And that is on one small, minute topic without even like the biggest amounts of detail. So if you understand conceptually what that is, then you have to start to apply the depth of knowledge there. Using your resources, Rehab of the Hand is still my favorite book, still my favorite resource. I know a lot of people don't like the thick of the reading and stuff like that, but let me tell you, hands down, it's solid information and it is, it is concise. So one of the things that happens sometimes is people start reaching out into lots and lots of different courses online is that the information can get really confusing. The information can get too far out of depth for what you need to know on the exam. And that then you got too many resources, you're, you're over overdoing it, and then you lose your focus. So how you use your resources is just absolutely key. Right? It's just like an exercise. If I increase the weights, too much and you're not yet ready, shit's going to hurt. If I don't put any weight and you are ready for the weights, you're not going to get results. The order in which you do things, the depth of which you do things, right? And the form in which you do things plays a role, whether you're in therapy or whether you're studying and sitting for the exam, studying for the exam, right? Sometimes people ask me, should I just study from the purple book and just take a practice quest a test just to see where I am? to see where you are. You haven't started studying. You haven't started studying. See where you are. <laughs> you're going to just shoot yourself in the foot, right? You're either going to shoot yourself in the foot and be like, oh my God, I'm so far away. Or you're going to be overly confident and be like, Psha, I don't have to study that much. And then the exam will kick your ass. <laughs> right? Why put yourself through that? Start studying. Start studying. And then take the exam. Start studying and then take the exam. Start chunking out your information and then start doing practice questions as you start studying. So I do believe that there's an order in which to do things to make it easier. Now, y'all people could do whatever stuff in whatever order you want, but sometimes it makes it harder. <laughs> Just like our patients. Got someone who can't move their arm. I'm like, let's do TheraBand. You don't even have passive range of motion yet. You don't even have active range of motion yet. Let me throw you on the floor and get you to do push-ups. It doesn't feel good. Then why, if you don't do that to them, why are you doing it to yourself? If you don't do that to your patients, why are you doing it to yourself? Right? Give yourself the best opportunities to be successful. Give yourself the best opportunities to be successful when you're studying. Things are hard enough. Why make it harder for yourself, right? Make it easier. Make it doable, right? Make it easy. Make it doable. And when you do that, it will be more enjoyable. It really will. If you do that, it will be more enjoyable and you'll see how much it advances your actual clinical. That's it. Done with my rant. I've been talking to a lot of people. I don't know if you can tell. I've been talking to a lot of OTs. 
And these are some of the questions that they tell me, or not questions, but some of the pain points, some of the angst, some of the things that they struggle with. And it's just getting focused, getting organized, right? Oh, here is my golden tip. If you have taken the exam and you have failed in the past, here's my golden tip. Y'all people about to start over. You're like, I'm going to take a little break. Come January, I'm taking the exam. I go to May. If that is you, my golden tip is if you have been studying for a while, declutter your notes. Declutter them. Declutter them. Right? It's important because what happens is you have all this clutter in your notes, all this clutter on your desk. The clutter that is there is the clutter that is in here declutter, organize your shit, what needs to go, what needs to be reviewed again, right? That way you have an opportunity to know where your strengths are, where your weaknesses are, and it gives you an opportunity to connect the dots. It gives you an opportunity to fill that gap, right? It's possible for you. It's your turn it's your turn to become an expert in your areas, your turn to sit for the exam. It's totally possible for you, but I can say it's possible for you, but you have to see that it's possible for yourself, right? The exam, the exam prep program is currently open for enrollment. You can click the link in the description. If you're in Instagram, you can go to the link in the bio, apply to get help in the exam prep program and see how this program can help you with studying and get you more organized. All right. So peace out. I'm off. If any of this has helped you, definitely comment and share with your friends. Out of all these five, leave me a comment. Let me know which one works for you. Try it out. Let me know which one works for you. If you have tried this out before, let me know which one is your favorite. Currently, currently, my favorite is my the method. The method. I've been using that method quite a bit this week and last week because I'm planning out, I'm planning out my life. I'm planning out my life. I'm planning out 2023. There's a few classes that I plan to teach live. I'm closing exam prep program this week. And in January, we're, we're setting up to, um, to get ready to teach in that cohort. And I'm just committed to helping everyone study and pass. We're making some improvements behind the scenes in the front end. And yeah, we have a lot of things going on next year. Just stay tuned. But this program, it's going to close at the end of the year and it won't open back up until April. So if you're looking for help, now is the best time to hit me up, send me a message, apply online to get into the program. And you can grab more of the details and stuff like that of how this program can help you get organized, save you time, and just help increase your chances of passing. Help you increase your chances of passing. Leave me a comment if you have a favorite. The Pomodoro Method right now currently is my favorite. But I will tell you, my second favorite, take notes and read. Take notes and read. That is my second favorite. But I'm going to stop sharing my favorite to you leave me yours. All right. I have to go. I will 
talk to you guys soon. Hey, thanks for listening to Huang's World Podcast. If you are brand new to the hand therapy world, head over to my website, www.handtherapysecrets.com, where you can get started with some of our free guides and paid programs for both OTs and PTs diving into the world of hand therapy. Or if you've been listening for a while, watching on our YouTube channel, and you think you could benefit from developing and moving your career further along in hand therapy, reach out to me and my team at info at handtherapysecrets.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if you know someone who could benefit from today's show, please share. Thanks. See you on the next episode.